Hello, you are listening to an episode of Trade Talks, a podcast about the economics of trade policy. I'm Samir Keynes, the Trade and Globalization Editor for The Economist. And I'm Chad Bown, a senior fellow with the Peterson Institute for International Economics. In this episode, we are going to talk about how tariffs on U.S. imports hit U.S. exports. Turns out it's a lot of the same companies that are doing both. We'll discuss a brand new piece of research by Kyle Hanley of the University of Michigan, Faria Kamal of the U.S. Census, and Ryan Monarch of the Federal Reserve Board. We'll be speaking with Kyle about their paper titled Rising Import Tariffs, Falling Export Growth, When Modern Supply Chains Meet Old-Style Protectionism. We caught up with Kyle as part of the meeting of thousands of us economists all together for the annual conference of the Allied Social Sciences Association in San Diego. Kyle, hello. Hello. So tell us about your paper. What what was the kind of the big question you were looking at? What were you trying to find out? So U.S. export growth has been fairly weak over the past 12 to 18 months. And we thought one of the reasons for that was that the import tariffs on U.S. firms were actually sort of gumming up the works of their supply chains and requiring them to make adjustments to their supply chains. And that that might have caused export growth to slump as well, because many of the firms that are importers, we know are also exporters. And the ones that do both also tend to be quite large and responsible for a pretty large share of uh, U.S. exports. One of the features we know of President Trump's tariffs is a lot of them are targeted uh, against intermediate inputs. So things that companies buy um, to turn into other things to, to sell to consumers. But this is going to be, I think, a really hard thing to look at in the data. So it's hard to know which companies are, are actually doing what. So how do you do it? How do you link importers and exporters to be able to answer this kind of question? So what we do is we take linked firm trade transactions data that is held at the U.S. Census Bureau, which means that we can look at the firms in the Census Bureau data and we can see what product are they exporting what product are they importing and and when, and we can match that up to all these tariffs. Now, the trick that we use is we don't actually have uh, firm-level data yet for 2018 and 2019 or even 2017. And so we look at what was going on in 2016 before the trade war started, and we can see what the trade patterns looked like. And that gives us an idea of what their bundle of imports uh, looked like at the time. And then we can construct a detailed industry measure of how exposed the supply chains were in in exports of other products. And so the key assumption here really is that these companies that are importing these products, they kind of import the same ones persistently over time or doesn't change all that much. And so we can rely on the 2016 data to be relatively sure about this is what they would have been doing in 2018, 2019 when the tariffs came on. Yes, we think that's the case. So most of the firms that are importing products are going to be importing the same thing year after year. The supply chains are fairly sticky because it's costly to change your supply chain, which actually leads to one of the reasons why this might be important is if you start putting tariffs on you know, important intermediate inputs, 
then the firms have to start making a number of adjustments because it might be costly to actually change who they're sourcing from. Uh, but if they do have to change it, then they you know, have to go meet with a new supplier, find a different country to work with, and that all of that can be very costly and expensive. Okay, so you have this measure of, of exposure to the tariffs. And, and so w- which tariffs are you looking at exactly? We look at all the tariffs that the Trump administration imposed starting in 2018 through basically August of 2019. There was one additional round in September, which we don't have. So give us some numbers. How, how important are these tariffs? The tariffs we think are very important for the firms that are actually affected. So the, the firms that are actually getting hit by tariffs are responsible for about 84% of U.S. exports in 2016. Now, of course, they're going to adjust when the tariffs come into place. But that's if they didn't make any changes whatsoever, um, this is a large uh, component of U.S. exports. It's about a third of all U.S. exporters that are also paying a tariff, if you want to think about it in terms of firm numbers. Um, and then the other thing that we did to try and quantify this in ways that you know would be sensible to you know anyone out there other than that's not just an economist uh, is to think about how much are the tariffs relative to the number of workers that they have because one of the reasons the trade war is, has been started is partly about you know jobs and employment and so uh, if we look at the whole economy the implied tariffs as of 2016 if no one changed their input bundles are about nine hundred dollars per worker at the affected firms, and that's for the whole economy. And we dug into and looked at manufacturing, and it's about $1,600 per worker in duties paid. And those are pretty big numbers for firms. I mean, it's about 1% or 2% of their payrolls. And so what we're talking about here are like raises that may be foregone. These are Christmas bonuses. These are pretty big adjustments that the firm would have to make on some other margin uh, to try and make up for those costs. So what you're ultimately going to be doing is to look at the impact of the U.S. tariffs, the Trump administration's import tariffs, and the implications of those for American companies' export performance, their ability to sell their goods overseas. But in response to those tariffs, we've also had retaliation. So trading partners have retaliated against American exporters. How exposed, in the data that you have access to, how exposed are uh, American exporters to the retaliation? Uh, about 8% of U.S. exports are affected by retaliation, uh, but that actually is 20% of all exporting firms for the U.S. based, again, on their, their 2016 export patterns. And so that, that's, again, non-trivial. And this affects about 23% of all non-farm private sector employment. And so a lot of employees you know, are working at firms that export something that now has a new tariff on it that it wouldn't otherwise have had. But ultimately, you're going to have some of these firms that are going to be hit with both, I would think. Yeah, so that means that it's important that we account for that when we try to estimate these effects in the data. Okay, so the key the key point here is that the companies that are importing are also the ones that are exporting, right? Yes, so there's around 300,000 firms that import in the data. Importing and exporting both are, are actually kind of rare events. You know, most firms don't do it. Uh, and if they are doing it, they might be doing it through some intermediary. But uh, of the 300,000 or so importers 
and the 300,000 or so exporters that we see in the data, um, around 80,000 or more are doing both. So it's an even smaller share. But again, our work shows and other work um, has shown that these firms that export tend to be very large in terms of employment, very large in terms of their total output and sales, and they account for a, a large share of, of total imports and exports. They're, they're very big, they're very productive, they're engaged across multiple countries, you know, doing multiple different you know, activities. These are big globalized entities. Okay, so you've got this measure of, of exposure to the the tariffs, and then, and then I suppose what you're going to do next is you're going to compare the the more exposed companies with the less exposed companies and see if they're exporting any less, right? Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, great. Um, and so, so what do you find? So what what we find is that in you know very detailed export product categories where we know the incidence on the supply chain is quite high, that export growth in those products declines more than export growth in products where maybe there was you know, no exposure or it was quite small. And so how big are the effects? Yeah. So what we find is that on average, products that were more exposed within their supply chain to these tariffs had 2% lower export growth. And that's over the time period from the fourth quarter of 2018 to the third quarter of 2019. Is that a big number, 2%? Yeah, I think it's fairly large. I mean, prior to the trade war starting, so 2017 and even early in 2018, export growth, you know, quarter to quarter was averaging 4 to 8%. Uh, and so we're talking about, you know, a, a non-trivial fraction of export growth that probably would have occurred. Uh, but in these industries that were more exposed, uh, didn't happen. So it just grew much slower. And export growth has kind of turned negative in the past few quarters, at least in 2019. And our evidence suggests that a, a big factor in that was that a lot of these exporters are getting hit by an import tariff. Right. And because you're comparing different exporters, you're not going to be capturing the effects of the stronger dollar, for example. You, you're, you're looking, you're comparing between exporters and so currency isn't going to be driving that difference. Yeah, that's correct. And we control for all manner of different things that sort of absorb those kinds of shocks. And uh, so it's, it's independent of that. And I should add that the other specific things we control for are like sector-specific shocks to growth rates and sort of the overall growth rate across each sector, which we think is exposed. Uh, and so in that sense, we've absorbed a lot of the other things that are going on in the world economy. And what we're picking up here is in addition to that. So do you have a sense of, of why this is happening? So the, the channels through which... Um, this may be actually leading to slower export growth for these firms. Yeah, so there's quite a few different channels that we might be picking up here. So the first and most obvious one is just that they're paying higher import tariffs. And this is just a straight up sort of cost shock to these firms. And it may decrease the their exports and they may have to be making adjustments, you know, on other margins within the firm. And I'm sure that that's a big component of this. The other thing that could be happening is the firms just don't know how long these tariffs are going to remain in place. Every time new tariffs are imposed, it may you know, make them think that this is going to stick around for a long time. But that kind of uncertainty makes it difficult for them to plan. I mean, the tariffs aren't being 
implemented or changed on any sort of you know business planning horizon for them. So the uncertainty about it, and certainly based on some of the other research that I've done, is is certainly a factor here. The third thing that could be important is if they actually, because of the cost or because of the uncertainty, decide to switch uh, suppliers and try to like move you know, certain intermediate input production to other countries or just find a new supplier in another country. All of that is, is very costly. And so when I talk to businesses, you know, through my, through my work at the business school, if they want to change suppliers, I mean, they have to, you know, find a supplier that's not in China that can also, you know, make the injection mold and they have quality control issues. They probably have to send a team out there to talk to the people at a different factory. They need to get a prototype. They might get nervous about sending a CAD drawing because it could get, you know, intellectual property could be stolen in Thailand or Korea, just like it could be stolen in China or somewhere else. And so all of these things, you know, create a lot of costs, create a lot of uncertainties and they can feed through to what we see in the data, which is this slowdown in export growth. So are you able to distinguish between these different channels? Do we have a sense of which is is most important in driving these changes? So one of the things that we tried to do was isolate the cost component. And so we constructed a measure based on the costs of the tariffs uh, in terms of what the firm was actually importing. And we found that that wasn't quite as important as the measure that we use, which is a little bit more broad. So cost can't explain everything and there must be other things going on. Yes, I think that's definitely the case. How much do supply chains matter? We haven't looked into specifically like which sets of tariffs on which products are the most important, but one of the ways that we tried to measure this was to look at what are the products that a firm is importing and are they those products closely related to the things that it also exports. And so our measure of how tightly linked the tariffs are to any individual firm's supply chain is very firm specific. And so what we actually do is look within the firms because we have this really detailed data. And that actually tells us a lot more like, well, they're importing this product and they're exporting something in many cases to a completely different country that also has the same product code or product code, which is just sort of one level up in the way we aggregate these things. And that's how we think about how closely related the import tariffs are to the firm's exports through the supply chain. But then why should, why should we care about that? So like, is that, do you find any differences according to kind of how obviously a product is embedded in a supply chain? Yes. So we find some very big differences. And so if we, if we look at just, uh, is the firm paying any import tariff on anything that it imports? And then is the firm also an exporter? Um, we, we actually don't get very strong results, uh, on what, what we think of as a very broad measure of exposure. But when we drill in and we try to find the products that are very closely related to uh, what the firm imports and exports so that they're, they're closely connected. That's where these results are coming from. And actually, if the tariffs uh, weren't you know, targeting these, these products that are, that are so tightly linked to firm supply chains, our evidence suggests that the, the decline in export growth that we found would probably be about 60% lower. Was there anything in these results that that really surprised you, you know, as someone who's been looking at this kind of um, issue for quite some time? One of the things that surprised me was 
that we were actually able to pick up something in the monthly export growth data because the reason that we started working on this in the first place was we wanted to get an idea of the incidence of the tariffs using the 2016 firm level data, which we had access to. And then we started thinking about, well, we won't have firm level data for a while to sort of look at this in greater detail, but maybe we can kind of see if anything is going on in the export data. And so we thought we would just get some suggestive evidence that, you know, this is kind of important. And when we, the firm level data catches up, we'll be ready to write a paper. I think what surprised me was that uh, this was salient enough, you know, to the firms and important enough that you can actually take like this detailed micro level data and match it up with, you know, almost real time contemporaneous data and, you know, say something useful about the trade war. And I want I want to pick up on that because to a non-trade economist, they might look at your paper and say, this is kind of one step farther than I would have thought we would go. I, I would have thought that we would have looked first at the impact of the Trump administration's tariffs on the competitiveness of American firms trying to sell in the U.S. economy that maybe have to compete with imports coming in that aren't being affected by these higher costs. But if I'm interpreting you correctly, one of the reasons why you don't look at that is simply because the data is not available yet and won't be available anytime soon at the firm level to be able to answer those types of questions. But what we do have data on almost contemporaneously is exports, not the firm level exports, but the product level exports. And you can come up with creative ways to link those two to go on to that next step. Yes, that's exactly right. So we don't have detailed data on you know US firm level employment, on sales, on output. There are some more aggregated sectors of the economy, particularly in manufacturing, where there's some data that becomes available, uh, and you can kind of look at what's going on with output. But the export data and import data as well, we have variation across you know 10,000 different products and hundreds of countries. And so the, it's really rich, even though it's not the firm level data. And so you can bring a firm level measure to it and then sort of ask interesting questions like we're doing. And the other thing I want to mention is that we, we, we don't observe, you know, you know, the actual output or sales of these firms, but we know that a lot of what they produce, they're then selling in other countries. And if their export growth is down or output is down uh, for what they're exporting, then you can infer and I can't say how much, but you could infer that perhaps all of their output is actually down uh, and they might be selling, you know, less uh, domestically as well. Although we don't know that for sure, because they could actually be taking things that they would have sent to Europe and they're trying to sell them now in the United States, but maybe not at the same prices uh, or the same profit levels that they, they would have. Yeah, before we go, I just wanted to mention one other paper that's come out um, recently by Aaron Flayen and, and Justin Pierce at the, the Federal Reserve Board. And so they tried to look at this question of whether more exposed um, industries see slower employment growth um, and, and output growth than the, the kind of less exposed companies. Now, they're, they're doing a very different exercise. Um, then they're not using this kind of detailed firm level data that, that you are. 
Um, but they, they're kind of asking that question one step further back and they, they do find that there does seem to be a, a difference in the employment growth between more exposed and less exposed industries. Although I should mention that the paper doesn't actually find significant effects on production, the, the effects that they find are on employment. Okay, um, Kyle, anything, any kind of key final thoughts that you want to leave listeners with? If there's one thing that they should remember or take away that they didn't know before, what, what would it be? So maybe the one thing would be that the president has promoted these tariffs in part to reduce the U.S. trade deficit. That may not be a useful policy objective, you know, on its face. And, you know, economists have different opinions about that. But our evidence shows that you might reduce the trade deficit on the import side. But if you, you know, crimp export growth as well, then that is going to make the trade deficit bigger. And so, you know, if import tariffs are targeted on intermediate inputs, then it could be counterproductive to the administration's goals. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been been a blast. That is all for Trade Talks. A huge thank you to Kyle Handley, Alexander M. Nick Professor at the University of Michigan. Check out his brand new paper with Faria Kamal at the US Census and Ryan Monick at the Federal Reserve Board titled Rising Import Tariffs, Falling Export Growth, When Modern Supply Chains Meet Old Style Protectionism. And we'll post a link to their paper at the episode page of our website, that is www.tradetalkspodcast.com And thanks to Colin Warren, our audio guy. Do follow us on Twitter. I'm at Samaya Keynes. And I'm at Chad Bown. And we're on at trade underscore underscore talks. That's not one but two underscores. At trade underscore underscore talks. Because when it comes to looking at the effects of the tariffs, looking at imports and exports is better than just one. <laughs> <laughs>